One trader says Bitcoin dropping to the $6,000 golden pocket isn't bearish, yet 42% of investors polled expect a $15,000 Bitcoin price before the year is out. The U.S. moves one step closer to a digital dollar, and at the same time, U.S. senators introduce a very anti-privacy bill. Which app has been caught snooping on your data, and what can you do about it? An Israeli blockchain startup claims it has created an undo button for Bitcoin transactions. Russia, Estonia, and India are also in the news this week. So pack your bags and get ready for some mask-free travel around the world for this bad news episode number 423 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Jumping up and down, and where did I put all the stories for the show? They're here somewhere. They're just hidden underneath all the browsers. All the tabs. Too many tabs. I got all the tabs. Okay. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. The show for the crypto... Oh, wait. I got to take my mask off. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. The show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I'm Joel Com. You're not supposed to wear Halloween masks. It's a <laughs> medical mask. It almost sounded like the peanuts. <laughs> and who are you? I'm the teacher in, 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 in uh, Charlie Brown's room. You're definitely not Travis Wright. <laughs> it sounds like talking heads on mainstream media these days. It's all yeah but it's all in unison like one channel is all the same wah and the other channel is another version of different wah well we promise not to wah 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 maybe that's the only wah 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 we're gonna do here once you go bad gang you never go back it's a uh, a rabbit hole that goes deeper and deeper and widens the deeper you go it's a blockchain and cryptocurrency world welcome to the show got lots of news for you today but first Let's uh, give a shout out, perhaps, Mr. Travis Wright, to our show sponsor. Yes, MobyPay. You know, money's been around for a long, long time. Long, long it's evolved time. from shells to precious metals, minted coins and credit cards and paper money and now digital money. And so, uh, you know, go check out MobyPay.io. They're doing some great stuff there. And if you go check it out, you can get uh, $10 worth of MBX tokens for absolutely doing nothing except putting your name in and uh, setting up a wallet. So go check it out. They're doing some great stuff. They recently had a new new partnership with, uh, which, which company was it? Uh, uh, it wasn't. Uh, Verge. Verge. There it yeah. is. Verge. I was going to say on the Venmo, verge of working with Verge until they merged with Verge. Well, it's Verge not with Verge. Merge, but they're working with that. Virgil. They had a partnership <laughs> with Virgil down there, down on Main Street. That's their mascot's name, Virgil. Virgil Verge. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're on the verge of uh, ruining the show. Go check them out, mobipay.io. Do it and let's go to the news. Timestamp 12.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on this July 3rd in the year of 2020, the day before Independence Day. Looking at coingecko.com, 
the total market cap right now, it's just like been hovering around 264 billion. Bitcoin is at 9,082. Ethereum, $226. Tether, 0.999548, because that last decimal point matters. XRP, 17.5 cents. Bitcoin Cash, 221. Cardano, Point, uh, almost uh, almost 10 cents there, just shy of it. Bitcoin SV, 157. Litecoin, $41.33. EOS, 242. And once again, at number 10 this week, staying strong in the number 10 slot is Chengpeng Zhao with the BNB Binance coin, $15.38. Very nice. Also, the big winners this week, Kyber Network up 58%. Kusama, KSM. Entered into the top 100, and this is the first time I've ever heard of them. Is it Kusama uh, or Kusama? Kusama. Sounds I don't like, know. Sounds uh, 41%. It had, uh, it's on, it's averaging almost $3 million a day in volume. That's interesting. Celsius Network up again this week, 35%. So that's had a big win. Uh, the Synthetics Network, that's up 32%. Elrond Elron Hubbard. Uh, Elrond. <laughs> ERD, haven't heard of this one either, but it's up 36%. It's not the L. Ron Hubbard um, token. Bancor up 27%. As you mentioned, Cardano up about 22%. Loopering up 16%. And ThorChain. I had to look up Kusama. It's Kusama.network. No idea who it is. It's kind of a, um, it's it's a, mama. a radical looking site. Expect chaos. No promises. Polkadot's wild cousin. A canary network. These are some of the things coming up on a polka dot experiment. I'm not sure what it is, but there's an ad for a hacking conference on the banner uh, up above, and apparently you can claim. Yeah. Um, the scalable multi-chain yeah. network for radical innovation. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Not sure what it is. We do need to do another talking tokens. I think, you know, to look at some of these. Just go through like the top 100 that we've not seen before, like names we don't know and just talk about them. That's what we can call the show. Talking tokens, the top 100 that we have never seen before. Yeah. Like brand new to us. Big losers for the week is Balancer. Also uh, number 91 in CoinGecko, down 32%. Compound down 24 Swiss Borg down 20%. Tokenized Exchange, 18% down. Nano, down 13%. A Hive, down 11%. None of the, uh, you know, not a lot of huge motion. Again, I would say the week has been pretty much sideways for most of the crypto markets, Mr. Travis, right? Yeah, and while you are here on CoinGecko, make sure to claim your candies. Get your candies, because if you can get your candies, you can get a, uh, a complimentary Blockchain Heroes promotional card from CoinGecko. And if you don't know what we're talking about, then you might hop over to the Blockchain Heroes Telegram at t.me forward slash BC Heroes and say, what's this about the free candies and CoinGecko card? We'll talk more about it. actually not that. allowing me to do that right now because if, if, I, if I click over on that, it, it tries to make me log in, but I'm already logged in. Some weird error going on, CoinGecko. You breaking things, Travis? I don't know. Does it work for you? I, I'm not testing right now because I'm recording a show. Oh, okay. I'm doing <laughs> doing a podcast come with me let's do this thing together i guess we'll do a podcast i mean we're literally candy. on that page talking about the page Get your candies so this uh, story from coin telegraph which of course is the most read crypto publication in the world also offering a limited edition blockchain heroes card more about that later a survey 
took place and the survey was by a major crypto custodian custodian <laughs> a custodian bitcoin ira 42% of the platform's customers expect bitcoin to exceed 15,000 by the end of 2020 do you guys agree raise your hand right now if you agree oh i see that hand paul just raised his hand Paul. debbie just raised her hand that's good cuz usually debbie's a downer so way to go that's debbie true. I see that hand. So do we expect 15K by the end of the year? You know, there was times during the year where we thought so, sometimes not. But, I mean, we are still hanging around the 9,000, and all it takes is just, you know, a couple of things, and this whole thing can pop in a good way. And I do. for Just for the record, they didn't survey me, but I am expecting 15K at some point this year. I'm not saying we're going to finish the year there, but I do believe that um, the – way things are in the world right now that we're going to start seeing the uh the use cases for uh for bitcoin and people in fact uh where was it oh there's a, we should probably include this story i saw this yesterday on twitter uh anthony pompliano um was i think he was interviewing bill burr or maybe he was tweeting with bill burr you know the comedian yeah yep and bill burr said f it i'm buying bitcoin like he converted he converted over this guy. So we'll see if we can find that conversation for you. Maybe, Travis, you can look for that. Yeah, that's good. I want to move this story up in our in our uh, flow here, Mr. Joel Com, Yeah. Because we're talking about this survey of people thinking that it might hit 15,000 in the year. Well, here on unilad.co.uk, there's an article that talks about Bitcoin market value could soon be over $1 trillion thanks to a perfect storm. Not the whole crypto market the Bitcoin market value. And what they're saying here is uh, Bitcoin investors might finally have a reason to feel a little vindicated after research is showing a perfect storm could send the crypto market's value up fivefold of staggering $1 trillion. And they go on to go talk about a report uh, on the Masari website where they're saying institutional investors are the white whales of crypto. Ever so elusive, institutional investment in cryptocurrency has long been considered the most significant barrier between Bitcoin and a multi-trillion dollar market capitalization. And in anticipation of their hopeful arrival, firms have raised more than $1 billion in order to build infrastructure to serve them. And deal activity is picking up as the perfect storm appears to be brewing for investment in Bitcoin. Now, we had, uh, what was it, John Tudor Jones recently, who's a big hedge fund guy. Um, is, Paul, is Paul, Paul Tudor Jones. John Paul Tudor Jones. It's Paul Tudor Jones. John, John Paul Ringo George Tudor Jones was the bassist for uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's good. And uh, so they said there could be hundreds of billions, if not trillions, of dollars in inflow picking up, which could take us way over that fifteen thousand dollar mark. And then, what do you think of that, Mister Jolcom? I think that if that is the case, then uh, the forty-two percent will be right. You know, that look, it's not going to surprise any of us when Bitcoin takes off. Right. So, you know, Paul Tudor Jones, major institutional investor, says he's going he's going in. He has invested uh, just one over one percent of his assets in Bitcoin. You don't hear stories of big investors or governments or large corporations saying, you know, we're pulling back our crypto efforts or I'm selling all my Bitcoin. All you hear is moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, more adoption. So when this finally does happen, we're not going to be like, oh, we didn't see that coming. 
Now, who who would have guessed that's that was even possible? Hey, I found this article here. Uh, this was dated yesterday on Forbes. Crypto bull Anthony Pompliano just convinced comedian Bill Burr to buy Bitcoin. This is by Billy Bambro, a contributor to Forbes. And uh, let me see where this actually happened. So Burr told Pompliano, uh, I'm getting Bitcoin following an expletive laden tirade against the 2008 financial crisis bank bailouts on his Bill Burt podcast. So Pomp was a guest along with um, the co-host on the show, and they talked for an hour and a half about this. This could be really fun to go listen to the show because Burr's a funny guy. Burr is a funny guy. Uh, one of my one of my favorite. It just it was just so humorous because they all. I know some of them were liberals, liberals, some of them conservatives, but there was a, um, a a deal they did. I think it was Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and a couple other comedians the day uh, in 2016 after the election, and it was they were saying some of the funniest stuff of all time. Like that, them all sitting in a room cracking jokes about the election was I think it could have united everyone if everybody had listened to that. It, maybe these last three years would not have been a contentious. But Bill Burr, smart guy. He is a smart guy. And so if there was ever a signal, you know, for mass adoption, um, Bill Burr getting uh, crypto, maybe maybe that's it. I don't know. A comedian who's a joker says, all right, I'm getting in Bitcoin. We actually, you know, speaking of which, we have a great interview coming up in the next week or two with Max Kaiser. And, you know, he was he's been recommending Bitcoin since a dollar. Yeah. Since a dollar in 2011. I mean, it's a, it's a great interview. We went on for about an hour with Max and uh, it is a red pill fest. He's dropping knowledge. And then at the end, he busts out his ukulele and starts singing songs. Travis goes, Joel and his friend, stop your shit coinery. <laughs> it was funny stuff. Well, you know, not everybody's completely bullish on Bitcoin oh, right yeah. now. This piece here uh, by William Suberg on Cointelegraph says that Bitcoin dropping to $6,000, what they're calling the golden pocket, isn't necessarily bearish. There's a trader known as Steve Crypto, and his analysis is that, you know, even if it hits to 6,300 or lower, it can still retain its overall uptrend. Uh, and he goes in talking about Fibonacci's and Mustacholis and all the other Italian foods. Fibonacci is not linguinis. Mr. Jocom. Spaghetti. It is the the math of nature, which is interesting. So, so there's uh, there's definitely some stuff there. It said it could go as low as sixty three hundred, even dip to six k, and still be bullish. And that, in fact, that would be a healthy correction right into the golden pocket of the zero point six one eight Fibonacci level. But I'd really prefer it to pop up to fifty thousand. Let's do that. I'd be good with that fifty thousand. So, meanwhile. Something has popped up in the U.S. Senate that has a lot of people in crypto going, ooh, that that doesn't feel good at all. So the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham and U.S. Senators Tom Cotton and Marsha Blackburn introduced the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act on Tuesday of this week. Uh, the new bill, quote, would bring an end to warrant-proof encryption in devices, platforms, and systems. 
So, you know, they're using um, terrorism and criminal activity via technology to basically say that encrypting stuff um, could be against the law. I mean, that's isn't that like the wouldn't that destroy the whole premise of cryptocurrency? Well, it also would destroy what the Fourth Amendment of us having our right to our own privacy unless proven you know, to proven guilty of some sort, then they can go in and, and get a get an arrest warrant. But this is unwarranted. This is them being able to spy and eliminate our privacy in the digital world, right? They can't just come into our house and, and go through all of our papers and all of our stuff here at the house because that's the Fourth Amendment. But apparently they think the Fourth Amendment doesn't apply to technology Whereas technology is the place where the Fourth Amendment should be at play the most, because here we all are. We spend most of our lives in the tech world. And so I think this is very ill-advised. And we have you know people on the Republican side of things, Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, Marsha Blackburn, um, you know, food to them. I think this is very bad. And I hope each one of them get voted out of office. Double foo. So Rihanna Pfefferkorn, who has a great name, and she's the Associate Director of Surveillance and Cybersecurity at the Center for Internet and Society at Stanford Law School, says this bill is the encryption backdoor mandate we've been dreading was coming, but that nobody during the past six years of the renewed crypto wars had previously dared to introduce. Well, these three senators finally went there. So this is a very bad thing. Well, guess what? Not, if there's a back door, there's not just a back door for the U.S. government. There's a back door for hackers. There's a back door for other, you know, states around the world, right? I mean, if China wants to hack into your stuff. They can because there's no encryption now. And speaking of which, uh, the next article on the list here is TikTok and 32 other iOS apps still snoop on your sensitive clipboard data. So any passwords or Bitcoin addresses or private keys or anything that you have in clipboards are free for the taking. And uh, there was a, a researchers, they uncover, uncovered this. There's this huge privacy grab by more than four dozen iOS apps. And uh, there's a lot of different apps that are doing this. And what they're doing is they are, you know, they, they all share the universal clipboard and that contents that are on there can be copied from the one app from one device and pasted into an app running on a separate device. And it's very dangerous, Mr. Joe. Well, and, and there's an easy solution to this. Delete TikTok. That's it. That's just one of 32 that's doing it, though. Right. But it's the most popular one. You've got hundreds of millions. What? Maybe. I don't know. Is there a billion people yet using TikTok? Yeah. How about 800 million active users? It's right. It's it's a Chinese company, gang. Wait, hello. What what do you think they? So let's think about it this way: If you have passwords that you have copied in your clipboard to then paste, maybe you even copied them from LastPass, right? We I use LastPass all the time. Go into LastPass, copy the password, go to whatever site I'm going into, and paste it in. Well, that's in your clipboard, mm -hmm. so now your passwords are visible. And so, you know, TikTok says that they're going to update this. So that doesn't happen. But do you believe them? You know, I mean, that, that, that's that's a big problem. And I, I thought Russia was the part company, the country we're supposed to be worrying about. But all this time, that seems like it's sort of a covert thing because here's China and, and their technology sort of honeypots pulling stuff like that 
That's not awesome. I just actually set up a TikTok for for the uh, blockchain heroes, and it was gaining some traction. But maybe I just kill it because of uh, this craziness. Well, I mean, it's your data, it's your clipboard. You're you're doing it, so it's totally up to you, Mr. Travis Wright. I don't want you to lose any more cryptos. You already <laughs> you already have too many sad stories out there, right? By the way, we um uh, we're going to be talking about something. Well, let's say this. Hold on a second. I want to share some of the names that are doing this. Here's some of the news apps: ABC News. Al Jazeera English, CBC News, CBS News, CNBC, Fox News, Newsbreak, New York Times app, NPR, uh, Reuters, Russia Today, The Economist, Huffington Post, Wall Street Journal, Vice News. There's a whole bunch of games that's doing it as well. Here's some of the popular ones. Bejeweled, Classic Bejeweled, Fruit Ninja, uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, so they all have this vulnerability. TikTok, Viber. Weibo, Zeusk, some meditation apps, Bed Bath & Beyond, Hotels Tonight, Overstock, Sky Ticket, Weather Network, crazy. I don't have any of those. So what I'm, what I have I, Hotels Tonight, but I don't put All of those have the same vulnerability? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Those are all spying on your clipboard. But we're, worried, we're more worried about encryption right. and not worried about tech companies stealing our data, I guess. What a world, what a world. Indeed, what a world indeed. Well, meanwhile, you know, Travis, have you ever sent your Bitcoin to the wrong address and gone, oh, snap. Well, you sometimes you get that clinchy feeling. Like the first time you send Bitcoin, it's like, is it going to go? Is it going to get there? Why isn't it there yet? What, it's been an hour. Are you coming? Are you, is it there? What, did I do it wrong? Well, that clinchy <laughs> feeling of the sphincter is just not pleasant. <laughs> clenchysphincters.com don't go there i don't know what you're <laughs> if you go there well this is really interesting there's a israeli blockchain startup called Korobo, and they say they found a way to tackle the problems related to human error in crypto transactions they have invented what they're calling retrievable transfer <clears throat> it's a way for senders to cancel a transaction that's sent to the wrong address. Corobo provides a unique code to the sender and the receiver has to enter the matching password in order to receive the transfer. Until the right code has been provided by the recipient, the sender can retrieve the funds at any time. That's really interesting. It's kind of like um, uh, it creates an escrow type of format for crypto transfers right an extra layer of protection for human error it's kind of like that moment when you send that email and you're like oh shit i did not i should not have sent that email oh no and you can retrieve the email on, on some platforms before they get it and you can resave it and redo it so this is kind of like that this is like this is like a barrier it's like a little protective oh shit barrier clenchy sphincters <laughs> are you tired of clenchy sphincters well, you can now send Bitcoin with ease of mind with the undo button for Bitcoin transactions. Perhaps you're tired of not getting free Bitcoin. Well, I I'm tired of not getting free Bitcoin. Well, you might be as well. Here's the deal. We're not getting free Bitcoin. We're giving it away here at the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is for eToro new customers in the United States of America. If you haven't downloaded the eToro app yet, then what are you waiting for? All you got to do is download the app. Fund it with at least $50 and then buy any of their 14 popular coins with that $50. Follow the instructions on the webpage I'm going to give you. And when you verify that transaction with us and eToro, 
we are going to give you $50. So if you want to double your Bitcoin investment, like boom, like that, go to badco.in forward slash eToro, follow the rules, and uh, you got to play by the rules. But we're happy to send you the $50 for free Bitcoin. In fact, just got some more confirmations from uh, new customers today, Mr. Travis, right? So I will be sending out uh, $50 in Bitcoin to multiple listeners. Uh, that got, is exciting. You know who you are. Just wait for it. It's coming. It's true. It's true. Because well, we got all this. We got this $100, 100 free Bitcoin that we had stole from Russia, which was pretty good. And uh, and luckily here in the news, Russia court says theft of 100 Bitcoin isn't a crime because Bitcoin isn't property. So we got away scot-free, Mr. Jokan. We can give $50 in Bitcoin to everybody. All right. Now, hang on. What is, what is this story all about? What do they mean? So this guy basically... Yeah, this guy basically says that, uh, well, the Russian court, they, they turned down a request from a victim that had 100 Bitcoin stolen from him. He was seeking restitution, and the courts have argued that cryptos have no legal status. Now, even though those 100 Bitcoin at this point are worth $900,000, uh, apparently that's, uh, it's, it's, the court said, hey, they did rule partially in the victim's favor, and the thieves must repay five million rubles, but um, that's not all. That's not all with the crypto. So, yeah, they said sorry, Bitcoin not the real thing. Eat the bag of dicks, you can get nothing except easy. what we'll give you five million rubles. Easy, we'll easy. give you ninety thousand dollars in cash, ten percent of what you should have had. Yikes! So a uh, a big hearing took place in the Senate Banking Committee on June thirtieth. Travis, it was about the future of the digital dollar. So I think, you know, the the Senate is beginning to, to see that the digital one is uh, is coming to the surface and that they believe, uh, you know, perhaps America needs to get on the stick here to uh, move towards a U.S. digital dollar. In fact, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas said, the U.S. needs a digital dollar. The U.S. dollar has to keep earning that place in the global payment system. It has to be better than Bitcoin. It has to be better than a digital one. So yep. lots of comments here from different people that were in the um, the hearing. And you guys can check that out in the show notes. And what they said they were going to put on, you know, when they say, in God we trust, they're going to change it to in Trump we trust. We trust. It's going to piss everybody off and nobody's going to use it. Nobody's going to want to use a dollar bill anymore. Yeah, no, they're not going to want to use the Trump trust thing because they don't trust it. Trump bucks. Uh, Badco.in forward slash 423 is where you'll find the links in the show notes for this episode. So you can go check out these stories for yourself because we always encourage you to D-Y-O-R, do your own research. Miss Travis Wright, let's check on, see what's going on around the world. Take us to India, please. Yeah, here we go. Uh, there is a rise in crypto mobile apps in India following the Supreme Court decision. Now, India had an issue where they said crypto was illegal. You cannot do trading and that. And they eliminated that last year. And now crypto businesses are popping up in the Indian market and they're attracting lots and lots of users through the mobile apps. And so there's a huge growing interest in the crypto market there in India, Mr. Jokam. I want to know why the image that is with the story in Cointelegraph has their little Bitcoin guy, their, their little coin guy surfing over um, through the clouds, standing on iPhones. I, I, I think I, maybe somebody was on drugs. 
<laughs> uh, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with India. I don't think it's we're looking down on India. Well, they're surfing on mobile apps. I don't know. They were they are definitely surfing the clouds in mobile apps. Yeah. So the real question is: Is crypto going to stay legal in India? Um, right now, they are, but their Supreme Court's decision could still face future challenges. The Indian Ministry of Finance has proposed a ban on cryptocurrencies within the subcontinent. So it's a wait and see. Uh, some people just don't get it, Travis. That is true. What's up with the uh, the coin in the Ghostbusters looking thing on the side there? On so Who are you going to call? Coin Busters. <laughs> you just look at the ads. It's like three of them in a row. So what's going on over in Estonia, Mr. Jokom? Well, uh, according to this article by Cal Evans on Cointelegraph, back in 2017, the Estonian government rocked the legislative words are hard legislative side of the crypto world when they introduced a raft of new laws designed to support crypto projects. And as a result of these licenses, entrepreneurs flocked to the Baltic nation. However. However, the Estonian government is now deploying new rules related to companies that have been issued a license for cryptocurrency. And it looks like uh, it, it's KYC stuff. And many are saying, why are they implementing new rules? Um, as a result, crypto companies are going, mm, maybe not. If you want to keep or obtain an, an Estonian crypto license, um, you got you to gotta have a local resident director, a local office, and pay a $3,700 fee. And uh, so now $1,500 a month is what this one guy says is, uh, you know, what your payment has got to be to be compliant. And people are like, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we go somewhere else. Maybe we go to Malta. Right. Gibraltar. Well Malta or Gibraltar somewhere. But uh, yeah, that, I find that is fascinating. Well, they have new leadership. The new leadership is in the government now. I actually met the former Estonian president on the uh, blockchain cruise a couple years ago. And really nice guy. He was one of the ones that helped you know orchestrate some of this. But I think the next you know administration that came in, you know, we're trying to say, hey, let's let's get more money out of the scenario. And really the whole point of Estonia putting things on blockchain within the government is because they didn't want Russia to try to take them over again. They wanted to make sure all their laws, all their bills, all their rules and stuff is up on, on in the blockchain and in the cloud and, and untouchable and uh, and sovereign. And so they're trying to protect their sovereignty from from uh, Russia, Mother Russia. So good good luck. I don't know. They're changing rules. It seems like that's you know how often have we seen that though throughout uh, throughout the the business and the tech world. I mean. You wrote the book on AdSense. How long did it take for Google to sort of say, okay, well, we're not giving you that much money on the, okay, you're getting way less now. Okay, now now you're just getting the pittance. They're doing the same thing on YouTube. Oh, you get a bunch of the advertising. You get all the advertising. You get less of the advertising. You get a small amount of the No, now we're going to demonetize you now. That's all our advertising. It's kind of the same thing. Estonia, hey, we're going to do all this amazing stuff and then slowly whittle those away until it's, until it's not advantageous to be there. Uh, this article popped up here, Travis, and I don't want to go in depth. It's really lengthy. There's a lot of great content here. Um, the article is by Ms. Julia Magas, M-A-G-A-S. She's Magas. I don't know if that means she wears Maga hats or, or not, but uh, that's she, I'm sure she's gotten a lot of crap about her name, 
just around around that. But this is all about how blockchain is changing the travel industry and cutting costs. There's a lot of great use use cases in here for uh, how ticketing on blockchain is going to save uh, consumers a whole lot of money. How overbookings uh, can be solved a lot by by blockchain and uh, traveler uh, digital identity. You know, becoming your digital passport. So if you're interested in how blockchain is uh, is working on the travel industry, again, I recommend you go to our show notes at badco.in forward slash four two three and take a look at that story. Mm. I want to I want to reference this. I see this article over on the side here that says Bitcoin ninety day active supply soars to pre two thousand seventeen bull run level. Report by William Suberg. And an on-chain metric, which has been declining since 2017, is now signaling a bullish trend, analysts from Stack Funds say. And they're saying that Bitcoin price to rise sooner rather than later due to this indicator. So that is a positive sign. We'll put that, sh- we'll put that in the show notes as well. You can do your own research on that. Right. And apparently there are some analytics tools that are being introduced that are designed to bring in traditional investors as well. All of these signs, Travis, um, just point towards adoption. They certainly they certainly do. Big four analytics tools are may lure in traditional investors. That's great. So, you know, you're talking about grayscale investments. You're talking about some of those other big ones, KPMG. I would say probably what um, McKinsey maybe is that another one of those I don't know but there's a lot of those big those big companies Fidelity is doing some stuff as well so yeah with, with these companies that are diving in doing analytics on on the crypto space they and actually KMPG launched this thing called uh, Chain Fusion which is a a crypto management platform so more and more stuffs going to crypto more and more countries are creating their own crypto but Bitcoin is still the big big baller big daddy and um yeah so who knows how when this is going to start taking off but you know maybe maybe uh, prepare maybe put your seatbelt seeing articles that say big four have ceased development of you know of analytic tools for cryptocurrency it's not going that way there's nothing in the trends blockchain's a fad cryptocurrency is a fad they decide to move on. The only thing that reverses is is crypto goes up, crypto goes down, right? Sometimes it goes down, but mm-hmm. uh, overall, the uh, the industry is moving forward. Uh, our friend Mate Greenspan has a great great newsletter that we recommend that you guys um, check out. What's the exact uh, name of it? I get it every day. QuantumEconomics.io, I believe Quantum it is. Economics. It's free. And you guys should subscribe to it. But he's got an article here in the Bitcoin Market Journal. Um, and it's basically his daily update. This is for June 30th. But the reason we're pointing this one out in particular is he linked to a blockchain heroes card that we revealed recently. The The name of the superhero is called Forecaster. And apparently Mate thinks that Forecaster may be based on, on him. I mean, how weird. Why would he think such things? I don't know. I don't know what it is at all, but he posted this this picture of the uh, the card and he's telling people about blockchain heroes. Um, we recommend that you do check out his uh, his tweets and his um, his newsletter, whether or not forecaster is based on him. We can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. And actually, there have been 
a, a few articles this past week written about blockchain heroes. One I thought that was pretty good was on Publish OX. It was from Bit Savage, and this person went through and talked about all the different stuff that's going on. Savage. Bit Savage. It's just a little bit savage, though. Also, big news came out yesterday. Um, we knew that Tops and the Garbage Pill Kids were going to be releasing a new set at some point, and the rumors were that they were going to be based on the uh, the Tiger King you know, the uh, the very popular series that took place on Netflix that we all watched during quarantine and, and slightly. I would not have watched it if not for Mr. Joel Com saying, oh, my God, I'm watching this thing called Tiger King on Netflix. It is ridiculous. And each episode seems to get a little bit more ridiculous. And I'm like, I like ridiculous. You are ridiculous. So it was a good fit. Well, they have officially announced the uh, GPK goes exotic digital set and uh, the set is going to be released on july 8th so uh you know today is the third they're coming out soon at topsgpk.io they're going to come in packs they're going to have 30 base cards 15 designs with a and b versions different names there's going to be um the prism uncommon cards the tiger stripe which is a rare card the tiger claw which is a super rare. And then there's mm-hmm. going to be six collector edition cards, three of them each with A and B versions that are going to be super rare. So that just basically says the series one version is just so completely rare because in version one, they had the $4.99 packs or $4.95 packs, whatever they were. They came with five cards. They only had 10,000 of those. Now they're having 13,000 of those standard packs. The mega packs were uh, $25 essentially for 30 cards. Now the mega pack has 25 cards and they're $20, but instead of the 2000 mega packs that they had or whatever the number was, now they're having 7,000 mega packs. There's going to be a total of 240,000 cards available. And what's interesting to me is that this set has 30 base cards, 15 with AB versions, whereas, you know, uh, Garbage Pail Kids Series 1 had 41 base cards uh, with each with two different variations. So they had actually, no, they had, I guess the total set was 82 cards because they had 41 cards with AB versions. Right. Hard to tell how this is going to do. I think they're, you know, Tops is probably looking to onboard more mainstream users because honestly, with the launch of the first Garbage Pail Kids Series, only like 1,200 people you know, part even though they sold out in 28 hours, there's only like 1200 wallets that were holding any cards and the secondary market went through the roof. So I have a feeling they're looking to onboard more mainstream. I just took a look at the, uh, the Joe chaotic. That's the name of the parody ver- uh, card one a, uh, but we just had the opportunity to interview Mr. Tobin Lent, who is the general manager VP of digital at tops. And he is going to be uh, the guest in the spotlight for our next show episode mm-hmm. 424, which comes out Monday night. And we talked to him about all things, um, collectibles, garbage pail kids, blockchain, and the other properties that Tops has licensed to, which includes Major League Baseball, hockey, Star Wars, Marvel, and how all of these brands could be used to Disney? onboard. Disney also? Disney also, yeah. Oh, can crazy. you imagine the kind of cool stuff that they could do? With, they could literally go through every one of the cool Disney movies and make a series of those from those clips 
and like, oh, here's a nice scene from a from a cartoon still that they could use. Now, I think the variations are going to be different. Now, if you look at this article here on the GPK News, if you see the images there, you see like the little tiger hand scratching across it. I bet that's one of the animations is where they're going to have a tiger that's scratching across the card. Yeah. Especially, damn you, Carol Baskins. <laughs> well, it's on brand, and um, I think it's, it's safe to say that we'll be buying some packs, and uh, we're going to do an opening. We'll do a live opening, so make sure you're following us on uh, on Twitter, a Bad Crypto Podcast, on Facebook in the Bad Crypto Mastermind. You can go to badco.in forward slash mastermind so you know when we go live. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, today we'll have already been live for the Nifty Show. If you missed the episode, because we go live every Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Seven, like I don't know what time it is. 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, the Nifty Show goes live on Theta TV, and you could find that at nifty.show forward slash Theta. And our interview today was with, uh, assuming that he did show up, <laughs> I'm saying this uh, in advance of us actually doing the show, but by the time the episode goes out, we will have done the show. Alex Atala from OpenSea, which is seeking to become the marketplace for NFTs. So we will be talking a little bit more about the NFTs and uh, chatting all about OpenSea. And uh, remember, we used to have a product called DeepSea. So it's all, and I see you right now. How it started out right there. So uh, stay tuned, gang. Tobin Lent coming up in the next episode. And then the week after, Mr. Max Kaiser, you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you are subscribed. Please share it with somebody that's like, oh my gosh, you need to understand this cryptocurrency and Bitcoin thing. And these guys, well, they make it kind of painless and a little dorky and and they'll make you bad and they'll help you to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.